0: Have you ever struggled with trusting that adoption is what God wants for you? May I suggest that you ask God for clues. Did you finally realize your dream of having a family, only to have your happily ever after turn into a nightmare? Do you find yourself up late at night wondering why nothing you try as a parent is working? Are you searching for adoption resources and a support team but can't find any? Hi neighbor, welcome to Anchors of Encouragement. I'm Tim Maughlin, husband, adoptive parent, Bible class teacher, and the persistent encourager. I too felt the joy of having a family of my own, and I wished we could be like other adoptive families. I knew we were doing our best, but nothing seemed to work. And I kept asking myself, why is this happening to us? In Anchors of Encouragement, my mission is to throw adoptive parents a lifeline and be your anchor to offer Biblical mindset support and to provide stability when life gets unstable. If you're ready for real and raw talk that leads to peace beyond comprehension, so you not only survive but thrive in life's storms, this podcast is for you. Hope and healing are on the way. Hi neighbor, thank you for joining me in this episode of Anchors of Encouragement. Today, I would like to respond to an answer a listener gave me to the following question. What would support you the most right now when it comes to adoptive parenting? I'm not going to reveal the name of this person, but here's what the answer was. We are struggling with trusting that adoption is what God wants from us. I want to assure you, you're not the only couple to feel this way. Ask me how I know. My wife Mary Beth and I struggled at times in trusting that adoption is what God wanted for us. As we were trying to start a family, we received one no after another. I'm reminded of the verse in Psalm 127 verse 3, Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. Notice it says gift, not guarantee. We understood all too well that children were not guaranteed. We wanted to have a family, but we couldn't. And when we chose the path of adoption, we got more no's and it caused us to struggle even more. As I mentioned in the opening for this episode, if you are struggling with trusting whether God wants you to adopt or not, ask him for clues. I'm gonna share a story from our adoption journey, a story that illustrates the clues that we were given. Now, this whole idea of asking for clues is not without precedent. I want to direct your attention to the book of Judges, chapters 6 and 7. Here is where we begin to read about the story of Gideon. When we're first introduced to him, Gideon is threshing wheat in a wine press. Now, he's doing that because Israel's going through some really rough times, they're being terrorized by another nation. And Gideon is hiding out in this winepress to thresh wheat. God calls this man who is from one of the weakest tribes of Israel, the tribe of Manasseh. But God calls him to lead his people. Gideon is struggling to trust God. He's struggling to trust whether God is actually going to use him to deliver his people. The part of this story that applies to what we're talking about today is that as Gideon was struggling with this, Gideon asked for signs. Repeatedly, Gideon asked for God to show him, do you really mean for me to lead your people? The thing that I found interesting about this was, in one instance, Gideon asked for a sign and God granted it, and Gideon turned around and asked for another sign. Gideon even said, God, please don't get upset with me for asking again. And you know what? Neither time did God get upset. He simply gave him the sign. And later on in the story, when God is asking him to take 300 men and lead them into battle against thousands, Gideon doesn't ask for a sign, but God gives him one anyway. That helped Gideon to have the courage to do what God wanted him to do and to lead his people. Now I would like to share a story from our adoption journey. I want to share with you the story of the phone call we almost missed. When my wife and I decided to adopt, we wanted to make sure everything was done so that if there was ever a challenge to the adoption, there was no loophole that we didn't anticipate. So we sought out an attorney who specialized in adoption. It just so happens that we found one in our state that had actually helped to write the adoption laws for our state. We felt confident going through them. When we first met with the attorney, we were starting to understand the things that we didn't know. I mean, there were a lot of things that we didn't understand that we needed to become aware of. One of those things was doing the home study. After we had completed the home study, our attorney said, well, it's time to find a birth mother. And we said, well, how are we going to do that? And I still remember what he said. You're going to run ads in newspapers. And I thought, we're going to do what? We're going to run ads in newspapers for a birth mother? This was 22 years ago. I don't know if that's still what they suggest you do. But at the time, that was something that they, on a regular basis, had adoptive parents do in order to find birth mothers. So we wrote up different ads And then we had those ads placed in different papers across the state. My wife has saved some of these ads that I would like to to read for you here. One of them went like this. Aunt Mary Beth and Uncle Tim are a Christian 30-something couple seeking bundle of joy to love, nurture, and call them mommy and daddy. And then that's followed with a toll-free number. Another ad that we wrote up, hoping to adopt a baby we can share a life with, One we will cherish and be a part of our loving family. If that is what you want for your newborn, call Tim and Mary Beth. And then again, our toll-free number. We submitted our ads to different newspapers and we waited. Now, we were also advised that my wife would be the one to take the calls. Because a birth mother was going to be the one more than likely reading the ads. And she would be the one who would make the call. And we wanted her to call my wife so it would be woman to woman this was an experience for my wife we discovered how cruel some people can be this really challenged us and caused us to struggle and trust whether god wanted us to adopt i don't know how many prank calls we got to put it bluntly people could just be cruel they would prey on our vulnerabilities I won't tell you some of the things that my wife had to put up with, but people could not only be cruel, but vulgar. There were several of these calls, and they would happen at all times of day, especially in the middle of the night. Someone would call our toll-free number and say something really disgusting and then hang up. We got several no's from this process. One that I'll share with you that was really disappointing. My wife received a call from a potential birth mother. She lived in a city about an hour and a half from where we live. So I agreed to take the day off so the two of us could go and meet with her. We had it all set up. The day came where we were going to meet her. We called the number that was given to us and nothing happened. She ghosted us. We really struggled at that point. Does God want us to adopt or not? Then one day we were driving home from work and my wife and I at the time were able to commute together. And as we were pulling into the driveway, her cell phone rang. And just like every other case, our hearts dropped whenever their phone would ring. We wondered, is this the one? My wife answered the call. And then she heard nothing. Now, remember, I said cell service at the time was spotty at best in our area. What my wife did was she ran to the house and she forwarded the toll-free number to our landline but we figured we had just missed another one of these calls. Maybe this was the one. A few minutes later, the phone rang again. This time, she was able to answer it on the landline. It was the same person who had called before. As she told Mary Beth, she said, I thought I heard somebody answer the phone, so I called back. Now, what this person was doing, she had a newspaper, and she saw our ad. Now, what I didn't mention earlier is surrounding our ad, are ads from other potential adoptive parents. This birth mother was basically going down the list of ads and calling one after another. She was about to go to the next ad and call it. But for some reason, she decided there might be somebody there. So she called us back. This was Jonathan's birth mother. We were seconds away from not getting her call. We were seconds away from not ever getting a chance to parent him. It was clues like this that helped us to get through our struggles. You know from previous episodes some of the challenges that we've been through with our son and adoption trauma. When my wife and I look back upon all of this, we consider to this day things like the phone call that we almost missed as proof to us that we were supposed to parent him and he was supposed to be in our family. The thing is, even 22 years later, there are still clues that we're seeing. There are still pieces to this puzzle. The thing that I came to realize in all this was that God saw the big picture. We were only seeing a few steps ahead. We would see a clue here and there. But God saw everything and how all the pieces were going to come together. To this day, we're still seeing some of those pieces and starting to understand why things happened in the way they did. It still at times caused us to struggle. But these clues like the phone call that was answered helped us to stay the course. I hope this story has encouraged you. Let's get to your daily doable. There will be ups and downs in this journey. It is a roller coaster. I don't want to sugarcoat it. I just want to be open and honest with you about it. May I suggest that you ask God for clues. I want to encourage you to look for those clues along the way. Clues like phone calls that almost didn't get answered, but did. And I want to encourage you to hang in there. There's one verse I would like to leave with you. It's from Proverbs chapter 3. Verses 5 and 6 Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. Don't rely on your own understanding in this journey. God's got this. Acknowledge Him in all your ways and He will make your paths straight. This wasn't the first time nor would it be the last time we had to trust that God had this for us. There were more times that we struggled. I'll share more of these stories in future episodes. But I want to share them with the hope that they will encourage you to stay the course. I'm hoping if you're a family that has a James 1 heart, that God will bless you, will gift you with a child. There's no guarantees, but I pray that he will gift you with a child. Before I go, I would like to extend an invitation for you to join our Facebook group. I didn't mention this at the beginning of the episode. But the answer to this question came about from a person who joined our Facebook community. When you request to become a member, there are a couple of questions that I ask just to make sure that I understand how best to support you in your adoption journey. I'll put the link to the Facebook group in the show notes. That's all for this episode. Again, I want to thank you for joining me. Until next time... This is Tim encouraging you to do what you can now. If this podcast has given you the courage and confidence to face storms in your life, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Tim Modlin. You can also connect with me in my Facebook group, Anchors of Encouragement. So until next time, this is Tim encouraging you to do what you can now.